over my, over the years, I, I've been addicted a lot of times to my own feelings. You know, I start feeling one way and then I'll, I'll, I'll buy an eight ball of my own feelings almost. I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to better, better do a couple grams of this depression. I'm, I better do a couple uh, lines of I'm not enough. I, you know, I can get I can get that that my feelings become almost the drug that I'm using. I don't know if that makes any sense. Uh, and that's OK if it doesn't. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Unmuffled Banter. I'm your host, Joey Misbehaves, and man, do we have a topic that's going to hit you right in the feels today. That's right, today's episode is called Addiction to Emotions, and I gotta thank my buddy Theo Vaughn. I say buddy, I don't really know him, but I feel like I do from all the podcasts that I listen to from him. And if you ever find yourself caught in that vicious cycle, almost like you're buying an eight ball of your own feelings, and a big shout out to Theo Vaughn for framing it like that, you start feeling down, maybe a little depressed, and then you just double down on it. Like you're saying, hey, I'm going to do a couple of grams of this depression today. And it doesn't stop there. You look in the mirror and say, why not do a couple of lines of I'm not enough while we're at it? Man, I get it. Sometimes your emotions can be the most addictive substance out there. More addictive than anything you can smoke, drink, or inject. And it's crazy. Because these emotions, the self-inflicted emotional roller coaster, it doesn't cost you a dime. But man, it costs you a lot. It does make sense, to me anyway. Maybe, maybe not to others. But the truth is, it doesn't have to. We're diving deep into this rabbit hole today, trying to get a handle on why we get hooked on our own emotions and what we can do to break free of them. So buckle up, it's going to be a wild ride. Alright, let's get this show on the road, sit tight, and let's get into some unmuffled banter. This is my story, this is the tale that I tell My mind is troubled but no time for worry I rise in the place where I fell All right, let's talk about emotional dependency. Sounds intense, right? But before you hit the skip button, let me put it in layman's terms. You ever find yourself addicted to your own feelings? Yeah, I know, it sounds kind of weird, but hear me out. I was just thinking the other day, you know, feelings can be like super addictive. It's like one moment you're a little sad, and the next... You're deep diving into this pit of despair like you bought an eight ball of your own blues. And you're not just stopping there. No, we're going all in, doing a couple of grams of that good old-fashioned depression. 
even throwing in a couple of lines of I'm not enough just to keep the party going. And it was Theo Vaughn that got me thinking about this. And, you know, it was a 30-second clip of just one of his podcasts, but it hit me, and it hit me hard. And I think it will other people, too, because it's crazy, right? It's like my feelings become the drug I can't stop using. And don't worry if we're sitting there thinking, Joey, are you okay? What are you even talking about? Because guess what? Maybe this won't resonate with everyone, and that's totally fine. The point is, whether you felt this way or not, understanding emotional dependency can be a game changer for a lot of areas in your life. And that's why we're going to break it at we're going to break it down today. So in this episode, we're going to explore what emotional dependency actually means. We're going to talk about how you can identify if you're addicted to your own feelings, and of course, we'll share some strategies for breaking free from this cycle. So you can live your life unshackled from the highs and lows from your emotional roller coaster. Man, I'm pumped for this one. And it's not just because I drank my coffee today. (laughs) Although that's probably helped. And maybe the tea that I drank helped as well. But grab yourself some coffee or some tea. Or whatever floats your boat. And let's get into it. Understanding emotional dependency. First off, what the heck is it? Well, in the simplest terms, emotional dependency is when we become, let's say, a little too attached or reliant on certain emotions. It's like having a playlist of only two songs. I'm depressed, and why am I not enough? And playing it on a loop. Not exactly the party playlist of the year, is it? Now... Don't get this twisted with emotional intelligence or emotional health. Emotional intelligence is about recognizing and understanding not only your own emotions, but also the feelings of others. It's like being a Jedi of feelings, right? Emotional health, on the other hand, is more about how well you deal with your emotions. Are you sorting through them or just shoving them in a closet? which is a tendency that I have. I kind of tend to shove mine into the closet or, or bury them deep. But emotional dependency, oh boy. That's when your emotions start to take the wheel and drive you places you didn't sign up to go. Imagine this. One day you're at work and bam, you're diving headfirst into that eight ball of sadness we talked about earlier. It's become a sort of obsession, a habit you can't break. And how do you even know if you're addicted to your feelings? Well, if you find yourself lingering in a particular emotional state, like you've set up a tent and started a campfire in the land I'm not good enough, then you, my friend, you might just be emotionally dependent. Or let's say you're doing mental gymnastics, just justifying staying in a toxic relationship or a job you hate just because you're addicted to the drama or the misery. That's your sign right there. I mean, come on. We've all been there, right? We've all had times when we're in a bad mood and then just start riding that wave like it's the World Surfing Championship. 
Before you know it, we're doing mental backflips to turn even the tiniest inconvenience into a full-blown tragedy. So now that we've sort of laid out what emotional dependency is and how you might identify it in your life, let's get into the nitty-gritty, shall we? Okay, you beautiful souls, if you're just tuning in, which I hope you're not, hopefully you started at the beginning, (laughs) we're getting into the heart of emotional dependency. So we've identified that maybe, just maybe, you're emotionally dependent. We all know that I am, obviously. I have mentioned that. But cool, cool, cool. No judgment here. The question is, what flips that emotional switch for you? What are the triggers that send you down that rabbit hole? Now, triggers can be a funny thing. Sometimes they're as obvious as a billboard saying, hey, you should be sad now. Maybe it's an argument with a loved one or missing a deadline at work. Other times, triggers can be sneaky little ninjas, like that passive-aggressive comment from your coworker, or even scrolling through social media and seeing someone's so-called perfect life. Before you know it, you're spiling into your go-to emotional state, whether that's sadness, anger, or jealousy. You name it. It's like an emotional reflex. Someone cuts you off in traffic, Boom, zero to furious in 2.5 seconds. You see where I'm going with this? So why do our emotions sometimes act like drugs? Why can't we quit them? You might have heard of dopamine, serotonin, or endorphins. These are chemicals your brain releases that affect your mood. These bad boys can get addictive. It's a weird thought. But yeah, your brain can actually get hooked on the highs and lows of your emotional roller coaster. You think about it, you get a rush of the dopamine when you're angry, or maybe you feel a weird comfort when you're sad. It's familiar. It's something you know how to feel. And just like an addiction, it's tough to quit. Your brain wants more. And suddenly, you're indulging in those emotions like they're the last slice of pizza. The tricky part, you become so accustomed to these emotional drugs that you might not even notice that you're taking a hit. It's habitual. Just like how you don't think about breathing or blinking, and that's when you got to take a step back and go, whoa, what's going on here? I know that I do this. I'll listen to certain songs and the sad ones. You know, it's just a playlist of songs, and then they put me in a mood of where I just get into a darker space in my head. And then the darker space that I get in my head, the darker the songs get. And there's a few songs that are about suicide, and I start listening to them. And then I'm like, whoa, and that's where I kind of start realizing that I, I need to put my emotional brakes on. And here's how you deal with those things. First, you got to identify the triggers and understand the chemistry behind your emotional dependency. And it's crucial because knowledge, my friends, is the power. And once you know what's happening, you can start working on breaking free. 
If you stuck with us so far, give yourself a high five. Or, you know, do a little happy dance in your seat. Whatever floats your boat. We've unpacked what emotional dependency is, and I even talked about those sneaky triggers. Now, let's get to the good stuff. How to break free. Alright, the first step to any recovery, whether it's emotional or otherwise, is realizing that there's a problem. Sounds simple. But man, this can be a tough cookie to crack. Because let's be honest, admitting that you're emotionally dependent is kind of like telling yourself, hey, you're not perfect. And who wants to hear that, right? But here's the cool part. Once you're aware of it, once you admit it to yourself, you've already taken the first step to gaining control. You're the captain of your ship again. It's empowering. Trust me. Now on to strategies. One proven method is cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT for short. It's basically a fancy way of saying, let's rewire how you think and react. Instead of spiraling into your go-to negative emotion, CBT teaches you to stop, challenge those thoughts, and choose a more balanced emotion. Yeah, it's easier said than done, but with practice, you'll get there. Another killer strategy is mindfulness and meditation. I know, I know, it sounds all new age, and you might be picturing someone sitting in a lotus position humming, um, but hear me out, mindfulness teaches you to be present, to really focus on what you're feeling right now without judgment. So instead of falling down that emotional rabbit hole, you acknowledge the emotion and say, hey, I see you, but you're not taking the wheel this time. And don't underestimate the power of a good support network, whether it's friends, family, or even professionals. Sometimes you need someone to give you a reality check or just lead a sympathetic ear. You're not in this alone, and sometimes it takes another person to help you see things from a different perspective. So there you have it. Realizing the issue, using tools like CBT, practicing mindfulness, and leaning on your support network. Sounds like a plan, right? But remember, change doesn't happen overnight. Be patient with yourself, and don't beat yourself up. If you slip up, the important thing is that you're on the right path to breaking the cycle. I want to take a moment to say thank you, because you're the reason that I do this, the reason that I'm here. And we've unpacked a lot today about emotional dependency, from what it is to its triggers and even how to break the cycle. But as with any journey, knowing the road ahead can make all the difference. So welcome to our final segment, The Road Ahead. Look, I get it. Change is scary, and it's tempting to stick with what you know. I know that, you know, for me, sticking with what I know is easier, even if it's painful, or even if it's not good for you. It's like eating comfort food that you know isn't healthy. Tastes great in the moment, but leaves you feeling lousy later. Well, emotional dependency is kind of the same. It's familiar, but man, does it take a toll on you. So what does the road ahead look like? First off, it's a journey, not a sprint. Yeah, I know, it sounds like a cheesy motivational poster, but it's true. 
These changes take time, and that's okay. The important thing is you're moving, even if it's just baby steps. And hey, you might hit some bumps or even a few potholes along the way. You might find yourself slipping back into old habits, especially when you're stressed or facing challenges. But that doesn't mean you failed. No, it just means you're human. The key is to recognize it, adjust, and keep going. One way to make this journey easier is to celebrate the small wins. Got through a stressful day without diving into that emotional eight ball? That's a win. Manage to be mindful of your feelings for even just a few minutes? That's another win. These little victories add up, and before you know it, you've made some real progress. Lastly, keep learning and growing. Whether it's reading up on emotional intelligence, trying new mindful techniques, or even talking to experts. Stay curious, because the more you know, the better equipped you'll be to navigate this crazy, winding road we call life. And that's a wrap on today's episode, folks. I hope you found this deep dive into emotional dependency as enlightening as I did. Remember, the journey may be long, but you don't have to walk it alone. Reach out, seek help, and most importantly, believe in your ability to change. You've got this. As always, if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate us on your podcast platform of choice and share it with anyone you think could benefit. We'll be back soon with another episode of Unmuffled Banter. Until then, take care and be kind to yourselves. Peace out. You've been listening to Unmuffled Banter with Joey Misbehaves. Our passion is to speak to those warriors out there fighting battles within themselves. And together, we come together as a family and share stories of growth, resilience, and the beauty of finding humor even in the darkest times. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But to contact us, send an email at unmuffledbanter at gmail.com and find Joey on Twitter at Joey Misbehave. Please know that if you're struggling and you just need someone to talk to, you can call the Suicide and Crisis Hotline. The number is simple, 988. The person on the other end will talk to you as long as you need. See you next time on Unmuffled Banter.